How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Parents vs. Gaming. This is episode 18. It is July 25th, 2021. I can't believe we're going this far. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Valve Steam Deck, whether we think it's a competitor to the Nintendo Switch, what should you compare it to, kind of what's going on. Um, outside of that, I think we're uh, going to introduce the panel. I want to welcome the beautiful, ever-entertaining... Jay Noller in the Thank middle, Mister U.S. Thank you. Thank you. I know you know she she got Thank she she you. was she Thank was you. ready. She was like, <laughs> they're bringing me back. I've arrived. I'm Look, here. every other time you've introduced me, and something along those. No, lines. but we do we do all the way on the end for those of you that stick around and and <laughs> hang out with us, whether you're listening on the podcast or or in the chat live with us. We would love to welcome back. She's finally made the move to somewhere in in Michigan. A place I don't recognize, or Florida, or, or maybe Florida. It's or... confusing for people. You you've confused people on the internet, I think. But we would love to bring back Miss Jordan, Alexis Jordan, ninety eight, as you can find her on Twitch. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing much better now. How are you guys? We're amazing. We're super excited to have you back. I know Jay is excited because he was tired of talking so much. Oh right. Uh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> oh, right. I don't know if that's yeah, true. I don't, I don't want to start off with a lie. <laughs> My so, soapbox is sitting right here next to me. I am ready to jump his, on it. Listen, still. Jordan, we need you here to buffer him because his soapbox has been huge. I get it. I understand. It's this. I'll uh, jump on mine too. I don't know if you've noticed, but it has been the last couple of weeks as Xbox and PC gaming have really started to take a leap. These Sony fanboys have really started to to leech to, to latch out at us. You know, they're very jealous. They're mad that certain games are exclusive. Oh, it's it's not fair. They said yeah. that game was coming to PlayStation. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, I can't believe they're putting our PlayStation exclusive on PC two years later when no one on PlayStation is playing it anymore. Let the guys make some money over there, Jay. Come on. <laughs> These developers want to eat too. I mean, it's supposed uh, to be an exclusive. I think that that's kind of wrong. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. But before, as I'm giving Jay a hard time, I, I didn't prep you guys on this topic, but I do want to know because we've talked about certain issues on this on this podcast, on this channel. We've got uh, Mrs. Shadow jumping in tonight. Thank you, Mrs. Shadow, for joining in. Hopefully you uh, have some hot takes in the chat for us. But something that's just come up this week, you guys may have noticed, a huge kind of coming out on what's going on over at Activision with the sexual harassment charge where actually the state of California is filing it against Activision Blizzard. You're hearing this frat boy mentality and wow. something that I kind of was, was interested to see what your guys take is you, you see a lot of people on whether it's Twitter, or the internet, how, how can we help make change? Is it, you know, I, I honestly, the answer probably isn't, just stop buying the games. People people aren't going to stop. There's too many people that aren't even in the know that are buying Activision Blizzard games that have no idea what's going on in everyday games media or the new game coming out or any of that. So, uh, Jay, I'm going to kick it to you first before we hear from Jordan. What's kind of your take on on the state of the industry and what do you think uh, should happen over at Activision and how they should handle it? Um. So most people don't realize this. I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. And a couple of years ago, when there was a lot of uh, the Me Too and everything was just kind of uh, being, getting brought to the forefront, 
was um, Cecily Strong came on weekend um, weekend update and did like a sketch, and it always uh, I always kind of think about it is we laugh, but it's so ridiculous. Don't show your penis. Don't be an asshole. Like, don't be. Oh, see, dang it. You know what, James? <laughs> I am sorry. I promised you I was going to calm it down. I wasn't going to swear. I was going to try to make this. Look, I've got my my bubbly water. I've got, you know, it's just supposed to be like a chill, relaxing thing. You, you made it but, four and a half minutes. But damn it. I'm proud of like, you for those four minutes. Seriously, how much of a not nice person do you have to be to be in a position of power and leadership and not sexually harass somebody? It's not that hard. Like there's a there's and for me, it's not even a fine line. It's a pretty wide damn chasm between being a professional, being courteous and being a decent damn human being and driving a a, a coworker to suicide. Um, And I'm going to break my promise here right now. Like if you're an accomplice and you look the other way, you're just as liable as the piece of shit who actually did it. I'll try to stop from here on out. But I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that we're still dealing with this. It's 2021. How much more do we have to say be nice to each other and be kind to each other? I think we lost Jay for a hot second, Jordan. Oh. Jay's probably still going to be talking when he comes back. But I kind of want to I kind of want to get your take a little what bit. I, I'm sure you've he's cutting in and out, I think. Um but Jay, you, you, we lost you a little bit, so we'll come back to you. But Jordan, what is is your take? Kind of just hearing this on the on as it's starting to trickle out in the news. You know, how do you think they should go about handling it? I mean, it's so sad that like I mean, it's already happened. So the way of handling it now, I'm I'm sure they're doing the best that they can. But like Jay was saying, like any sort of accomplice, like unfortunately, when someone's your friend or someone's superior a lot of people tend to look the other way and i think it's about taking um it into our own hands in our everyday jobs um and everyday life to make sure that we're the person that stands up and stands out for um the people that we care about and even strangers you know what i mean even just like that coworker that you know you see them a little bit uncomfortable you make sure to make everyone else aware of the situation as well you know activision is kind of under the heat right now with Call of Duty Warzone, the cheating is, I mean, I play a lot of Warzone, I'll be the first to admit, I I love the game, it's one of my favorite games of all time, it's still great, but the cheating is probably at an all-time high right now, I mean, now I'm probably running into a cheater every other game, for for a casual, I'm a 1.1 KD, I'm right in the middle of the average, so for me to constantly be running into cheaters... You know, I can only imagine, you know, these pros and these top streamers that are 2.5, 3.0 KDs that are really good. Of course, they're running into them consistently all the time. And that's what Activision has been in the news for. And now they're hit with this. And it's like, listen, I want you to fix your game. But man, you really got to take a step back and look at your entire company. And I think they need to make sweeping changes. I think this is something that they cannot sweep this under the rug. You better, I, I would expect some execs to step down i would expect some high-end managers to step down and walk away uh and and something has to come of it i mean whether or not this is 
something that's settled. I'm not exactly sure the legalities. You know, I didn't look too far into it. I kind of didn't really want to know more than, than what we hear, but uh, exactly how the lawsuit's working and, and who's in control. But it's funny, you know, Destiny's a, a real popular game, and Bungie used to be under the Activision umbrella, and they were so worried about the casual fan not knowing that they're not with Activision anymore, and they released a statement either today or yesterday, already saying, hey, we are not part of Activision Blizzard anymore, but we want everyone to know we are not a perfect company. I'm sure things have happened, but we try to meet these things going forward. We don't hide and we don't turn. We meet these head forward and we deal with them in the appropriate manner. And as far as I know, to to date, Bungie hasn't had any had any issues like this uh, to the point where, you know, they're trying to sweep something under the rug. But honestly, it's a real shame. You got to look at you know, Activision Blizzard's one of the biggest companies, whether it's them or EA. And, you know, we're constantly criticizing these companies for the work environment with making the, making the developers work too many hours. You know, CD Projekt Red is a great example. Constant lies. They're not making them work too hard. Uh, Bethesda is also, you know, I'm excited for Starfield to come, but there's a huge hidden truth back there that these, these developers have been forced to work in this crunch for not just a month, not just two months, for three, four months, and they finally decided to delay the game. Uh, you know, I've heard rumor that the game is is kind of ready. It's in a better state than Cyberpunk was when Cyberpunk released. But well, thank God. these these developers That's a just pretty low bar. <laughs> yeah, it's a low bar. But these bar. these developers are just they're being treated unfairly. And then to hear on the flip side, not only are they getting pushed for work hours. On the female side of things, you see this sexual harassment. I don't want to just limit to the females. I'm sure some males. It's been it's been both ways, but this you know you you kind of see this is is the main front of it, and it's just a shame that you know it sounds like we're still a long way ago, a long way to go to have some of the best the best developers in gaming making games and making decisions simply because of this frat boy mentality or are holding probably some of the best people in lower positions, taking advantage of them. They're never getting to showcase their talents. That's, that's kind of the sad side that I look at it as well as, is some of us that really care and want to help support this stuff. We're missing out just because of the way the industry is going and it's being treated. And if it's happening there, we say this all the time. I highly doubt Activision Blizzard is this, you know, only one, you know, you heard rumors from Riot not too long ago and, and uh, the people, I can't remember that off the top of my head, uh, they, they made uh, Detroit Become Human had a very similar. So to act like, to act like this may or may not happen at a place like some of the EA studios and stuff like that, like it would be naive because a lot of these developers are rotating to different teams. And if if you brought an environment from one, you probably brought it to another. And that's a shame. And I, I hope well, the industry cleans honest, itself I up. Think- I think there's a lot of different companies that probably have this issue, not just, you know, the gaming industry. Oh, for sure. hundred um, percent. The only thing is that we're just lucky enough to be in the era era where this is being taken seriously and people are hopefully going to be held accountable for it. You know what I mean? And, you know, making people aware is no longer shameful um, for any victims, you know, or at least it shouldn't be. So, yeah. I mean, I've worked in places before where, you know, I worked for a, a international resort. And I've seen the the so-called anonymous number for sexual harassment where you're supposed to be able to call and it's completely anonymous. The next day, the person that was being accused is being told who, to, who accused them, when they accused them, what happened. So then they end up going and confronting the person. And it makes anyone else going forward, why, why yeah. would you? Why would you speak up? You, you, it's almost like you're the one being shamed for 
for speaking out. And I feel I, I have a feeling very similar instances is probably what has gone on over at Activision. Would be my obviously I don't I don't I don't have any hot takes. I don't know. Uh, I do know a couple people personally that do work there. They say it is. They say I, I will I will just say this. I, I won't I can't say their names. I won't say who they are. But they definitely oh. said what we are reading publicly isn't even close to what really happens. And that and that's so is sad. disheartening, really. Well, I'm just kind of a, a, a note to everyone that's out there that's listening or watching. Um, first of all, thank you. But second of all, remember that human resources is not your friend when it comes to stuff like this. Um, human resources is not there for the employees. Human resources is there for the company. There is no other reason for human resources to exist other than to protect the company, which is why they are the ones that do all the sexual harassment training, which apparently nobody at Activision Blizzard went to or paid attention to. Um, or, you know, they do all of these other things. But I, you know, kind of tag it on to what you said about your your friends. Like, there has to be people that have left. If this is the tip of the iceberg, and I promise you it's the tip of the iceberg because if the state of California is bringing the suit – it's been so serious for so long that a DA in California uh, on the California roster um, is paying attention to it. So this isn't a lone whistleblower where somebody's saying it's me versus her, and you know, like, and and, it, and it's that me versus them thing. Uh, they've done their due diligence, and this is the this is the type of lawsuit that is brought when, when they've already got the company dead to rights. Because they're they're not able to push back, they're not able to do anything, and so for the state of California, the district attorney to be able to bring it, that means that their human resources department's been covering up for this for years, and there's probably some payouts, there's probably some NDAs, there's probably some culpability for previous people because stuff like this doesn't happen. A cube crawl where alcohol's involved, getting poured on um, female staff and stuff. That's not something that you just sit around one day and you're like, hey, this is a great idea. And, you know, that's 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 a almost a symptom, not a cause or, or the, the root disease. It's it's just the <laughs> symptom of the cancer that's going on inside the company. And you can't work like that. Like the, if you're a guy and you're on the frat side, you're not doing what you should be doing, which is producing good content, being a professional, handling yourself, moving up in your career. And as a female – Jesus, dude, that's you couldn't ask for a more hostile work environment or trying people just trying to get along just to get in with the boys. And James, as you said, like just trying to get a promotion and better their career. And honestly, I'd like to see more female leadership inside of the gaming industry so we can stop with the giant boobs on the characters <laughs> and the female based quests. And dude, don't get me wrong. I love myself some Princess Peach, but can we get someone else in peril? Like, you know, Ted from accounting, Ted from accounting can't swing a sword either. Like, let's throw him up in a tower and have uh, Miss Jordan here put on, you know, a badass warrior outfit and go kick some ass and go rescue James, the accountant from the tower. I mean, that's why I liked Mario, Mario 2, the, the American version of Super Mario 2. You could play as all the different characters. And Peach yeah, was always the best because she could float. She was she was always the best. But no, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And it, it really is a. It really is a shame, and I, and I like how you kind of brought up the HR side of things, and I, and I do have a couple friends that have worked HR at different companies, especially the resort company, and I will tell you this, when, when I, and I have a feeling Jay would say this, 
would agree with me when Jay says HR is not your friend. He's not saying that person that is HR isn't trying to doesn't want to be a good person. It's that even if they want to do their job, sometimes they're really strapped by the way companies are run. Mm -hmm. I've had some of my better friends leave leave companies as an HR person because they felt it was morally it was horrible. Like they wanted to help employees and they could not. Or something that they thought should have been discreet and anonymous, they were forced to let somebody know in very similar situations like this. So then they end up quitting. So, it, you know, and I'm sure, like I said, Jay agrees, it's, it's that we're, for anyone that is HR, we're not attacking anyone individually as a person. It's just the way some of these corporations run. And it's it's a real shame. And, and I don't know, you know... I'm not naive enough to sit here and think even if California slams Activision Blizzard to the to the door to the to the wall how much is it really going to change not just like yeah. Jordan says not just in this industry but in these in these bigger companies completely it's almost like each one has to have a problem before it changes I mean the riot stuff was 2 years ago and that's in Activision's backyard and they they still didn't get the hint like, hey, wow, that's, well, that's going on over there. Maybe we should clean up our act as well. And I think that speaks to the hubris of the leadership. Like, oh, oh, right, what a bunch of idiots. We'll never get caught. Um, you know, and that's kind of that thing. Or, you know, that also could also show, like, how silent this type of hostile work environment is for everyone. Because, you know, it's it all starts with that one dude who makes a joke. Everyone else laughs. One person gets upset and like and, and it just starts snowballing to, like I said, cube crawls and getting coworkers pregnant. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of steps in between there. It's not like someone makes an off color joke and then all of a sudden, you know, we're we're having to, uh, you know, get get California involved. But that's just kind of that slow process on how it happens. And then if you have a human resources department who is geared up to be able to do stuff like that. James, you and I work together. How many times did we hear stories at work? We're like, oh, damn, I hope that doesn't get in the news. Yeah. Like, and you wouldn't say anything. You wouldn't say anything because you're like, damn, I don't want to deal with the fallout from that. And, you know, you just kind of look the other way. Um, yeah, so you know, there's there, a lot there's of people a, that, that doesn't make them yeah. bad people or that they're even contributing. And I, I know, like you say, if you turn a blind eye, you're kind of guilty, too. But sometimes sometimes you're just like you already know if you say something, you're they're just going to find a way to get rid of you. That's the scare to me. That's the scariest part. Anyone that does want to speak up, you're basically kicking yourself out the door. And and I think yeah, that's, you're being that's louder, but at the same time, I think that if enough people did it, they wouldn't have a choice. Oh, you correct. I mean? Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm just I just don't want to. You know, I, I want to be very careful. I don't want to feel like that we're calling out anybody because it is. I, I've been in those situations where I have spoken up, and I will be the first to tell you it cost me my job. And did it change? Did they do anything? Nope. And I've been the person that's turned my head and it made me feel sick to my stomach for ever. You know, and not just sexual harassment. It could be other things as well. But it's, it's, sometimes it's just, it's this umbrella that this, that it kind of engulfs the situation. And I really don't know what the, the best way to, to, to force companies to, to change other than completely redoing a leadership. I mean, IGN, I mean, for those that know who they are, you know, kind of like the, I would say the closest thing to like the ESPN of the gaming world and entertainment world, they have definitely had some issues over the years where they did what Jordan would suggest. They all stuck together. 
they walked out. It forced the company to make changes. They had, you know, they're under, IGN is under a parent company that didn't agree with some of their views when it came to the, you know, the whole uh, Israel conflict that was going on in Palestine and, and stuff. And just because their political views didn't align with their writers, they were forcing them to take things off Twitter, off their personal Twitter. And it took the entire company to be like, just because you have those views, you know, you want us to have these, we're writers, we're supposed to have this freedom, and then you're taking it away from us. So you can either let us continue with our freedom, or we will not work here anymore. And they almost lost their, you know, and it took that, and IGN did change their, you know, I'm sure they released their statement, I'm sure it was very PR script, and said what it had to say to 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 move on. But it did take an entire company. And for places like Activision, whether it's Activision, Riot Games, EA, it takes, it would take probably you know, everything to everything to change. I mean, you look at, in, in my opinion, we can all sit here. You look at Call of Duty is very, very, very basic. We can all sit here and talk about put an anti-cheat, put an anti-cheat, put an anti-cheat. They're never going to do it. You know when they would do it? When everyone at Raven walks out the door and says, you know what? We'll come back and keep working on this game when you're ready to give us the money for an anti-cheat. And, and whether it's something like, you know, and, and it's going to take, people in the industry to make changes, whether it's about a game or about sexual harassment in, in the industry. And I think that's super sad, unfortunately, but I, I just don't know where else it would, where else it would start. I think Jordan's hit the nail on the head. That's really the only way to make a difference. And that's yeah, all and, you know, like, okay. So seriously, like triple a monster game developers, how many are out there? Activision Blizzard, EA, who else would you say is like top? top I mean, besides like top the dogs. Sony, like, and you're not counting the Sony and Xbox Studios. We'll, we'll count those. We'll count. I mean, those. you've so got four. Naughty Dog. Well, I mean, because they all have major developers underneath them. You know, Bethesda's one alone. Naughty Dog's one alone. Sony Santa Monica. You know. Well, and it and my point is, is it's super tough to say something when you're a young, up and coming developer, project lead artist um animator i mean because it's not because you know when, you, when you're talking about a development studio like that there's so many different things that it touches sound mixer i mean just anything that you could possibly come up with you've got what five that you would say are just like resume killers like if you have this on your resume you can go anywhere that's really tough because now you've got to just yeah. yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. it was it was like what started my career was i started at disney and as soon as I put Disney on my resume, everyone goes, well, tell me about this. Congratulations. Here's your job. And it's because I was working in an entertainment and travel company that is number one, hands down, no questions asked. But what do you do if you're the subject of harassment? Do you go, oh, well, I'm just going to tough it out for another year. I'm going to let these guys be. I'm cleaning up my language. Not nice people. And. You know, and I'm just going to deal with it for two years. I'm going to make my bones, and then I'm going to go somewhere else where I know that right. they appreciate me. I'm sure. And yeah, I'm so, sure with yeah. So you're shortening the cycle of your of your top talent because they leave. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and that's and that's just a terrible thing because now you've got the brain drain. That's probably how EA become this corrupt in- empire is because all the people that gave us stuff um, left. Um, you know, because of the cultures that are instilled at the top of the leadership. Exactly. 
Well, does anyone in chat or uh, Jordan J, do you guys have, I don't want to harp on this too long. I just wanted to touch on it. I know it's, it's, it's uh, kind of current and anyone listening, I don't want them to think we're completely oblivious to the news that's going on and insensitive. So I, I definitely wanted to make sure, especially for some of our listeners or, or viewers that don't, don't follow some of the mainstream gaming news, they might not know this is going on. And, and then you've kind of got to make a decision. Do you want to buy games from that company or do you want to back off but just know they are far from being the only one and and again i i don't know if one person saying they're not going to buy a game at companies like this is you know we always say hurt them with their wallet but i mean i don't know they they develop right but i think i think if most people if more people cared about it instead of thinking well i'm not going to do anything like my oh for sure yeah absolutely so that's a toss up with that I mean I personally won't be supporting them with my wallet it just doesn't really you know but. Yeah. so Jordan I have a question and this is you, you can totally answer or tell me you know damn it stop doing it with the unprompted questions before the show um, what are your thoughts do you think because we deal with a lot of James and I don't I have a face for radio so if you hear my Shut voice up. I appreciate it don't look for it um, you do not. And so James and I don't experience people when James is streaming of um, comments about him physically and everything that kind of goes along with that. Have you experienced that in your own Twitch streams of people? And do you think that this is maybe the developers are just a symptom of the gaming personality as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it's these are really big questions. So if you say, you know what, dude, that's an entire another episode, go for it. But I just kind of get like to get your thoughts on it. So personally, I've been really lucky to like get very minimal comments like that. Like sometimes I'll get like the, oh, you're so pretty. And I don't really think anyone would jump into a guy's stream and be like, oh, you're so handsome. Well, listen, but slow down. That I mean, that would be nice. more. I'm just saying, if you want to throw it out there every once in a while, guys like to be called pretty too. Hey, 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 hey. I came in and I was like, Jay, you look so nice. It's nice to see your face again. Anyways, regardless, I did have um, a guy because, you know, I'm just, I have people trying to be my friends all the time. I did have a guy, he checked out like my TikTok and my Twitch and stuff. He goes, oh, wow. So you're a titty streamer. And I was, he saw like one of my streams and I was like, um, for your information, I wear whatever the F I want on my stream. One day I was literally bundled up with like three hoodies and a blanket on me while I was streaming. And then the next day I was wearing the outfit that I wore out on stream. I am allowed because I'm a person to wear whatever I want on my stream. And I don't care what you have to think or what anybody thinks about me. But because I was a female, it was just and he saw like one clip of me with like a little low cut T-shirt. All of a sudden I was labeled as a titty streamer. You know, so that was, like, unfortunate. Obviously, I didn't keep that person in my life. But, yeah, I I don't think that it's even the gaming industry, though, Jay. It's not, it doesn't, like I said, I don't think it has anything to do with gaming in general. I think it has to do with um, our society. Yes, your hand's up. Okay, so question from the back. Uh, For the old people who don't, uh, who are over 40 and have families and everything, um, what is that term exactly, like, for? Like you used a, 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 I I promised James I was going to keep my language clean. So I don't know if the T word um, is, if I'm allowed to say it in front of James, but that type of streamer, like, what is that? Because I really don't know what that is. 
depends. I mean, guys use it in different kind of forms. When I think of it as like the proper term, I think of a female who um, doesn't really do too much on their stream except for show up their body. Um, like there was a really funny clip of a girl, like the entire screen was her and like very low cut shirt. And her game that she was playing was like tiny and in the corner, you know, like it, you know, when usually it's, it's flipped, it's usually the game's right. big and the person's small. But again, like to me, like that's entertainment to some people and Twitch is, you know, for entertainment. So if you don't like it, don't watch it, don't sub to it. But some people do like that content and that's what it's there for. Like, I don't judge anyone who does that kind of content. Um, I think you should just mind your business if you don't like it. But again, for me to be, you know, just categorize that as that because of one day I was wearing what I just wore normally as a human being, I just got dressed and I came home and I decided to stream and that was my label. But like I said, I don't think that that is a gaming issue at all. I think it's our society uh, for sure. But I think that hopefully we're turning towards more positive times and I think every year that goes by, we get more and more um, aware and woke on situations, and I think it's gonna it's gonna get better for sure. I mean, on on things like Twitch and YouTube, the uh, the ban button is is uh, usually pretty popular and suffice enough, and situations situations like that. Most of those people, I think, especially like the guy reaching out to you, they just want a reaction a lot of times, which is almost more sad. So just moving on and letting it go is probably hurts him more than you trying to fight back oh yeah i don't care like i said like i like i said like literally the day before i had like two hoodies on because it gets really cold in my studio like Mm. freezing i had two hoodies on and a blanket while i was streaming so like but again it shouldn't matter what i wear regardless Well, guys, just a blanket streamer. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to harp on this too much. We're going to try to flip this around and make this a little bit more positive. So we do want to talk about. I don't really know how to segue from from something that's obviously very serious. I don't want to feel like we're glossing over it. It's a very serious issue, but I do want to have a little bit of fun on stream as well. And uh, we do want to talk about what's the Valve Steam Deck. Now, for those that don't know, I just kind of want to give a synopsis for those listening. Most listeners know what a Nintendo Switch is. So it's your portable Nintendo system. They can also hook up to your TV. You can put a different controller. You can use what's called the Joy-Cons, little side controllers. And it plays mainly Nintendo games. And it plays what we like to call indie games, which are small development teams that make sometimes the cute games, the serious puzzle games, things like that. The the Nintendo Switch for me is, is that's what I've used it for is more indie games than I have the actual Nintendo exclusives, the Marios, the Mario Kart, uh, Zeldas, things like that. I love being able to take indie games, you know, the two to six hour experience, take it on the road with me on the plane, do all that, and it's fun. Well, Steam, which is the PC, one of the main PC platforms to download your games on, on your computer, um, they have released their own version that kind of basically looks like a Switch, uh, for those in the gaming, no, obviously, we, I'm not going to sit here and go over too many of the specs uh, because a lot of people listening are are kind of learning. But it's a portable system. They've got three different versions, whether you want a 64 gigabyte storage, a 256 gigabyte storage, or a 512 gigabyte storage. And also, kind of each level comes with different kind of goodies whether it's virtual a different carrying case and then the highest end one 
the 512 gigabyte memory is also a etched anti glare screen, which is pretty popular for those that, that deal with the glare on their, on their screens. Uh, the battery life is very similar to the Nintendo Switch, anywhere from two to six hours, depending on what game you're playing. And this is essentially a PC. Now, I know that the Nintendo Switch came out with this new, was it OLED-type screen that is higher visuals and all this, and then it's it, you know it puts your, your games on your TV at like 1080p and things like that. So this Steam Deck will also port to your, to your TV. You can dock it to your television. Uh, it is only a 720 and eight, 720 to 800p gaming. So even if you dock it and you send it to your TV, from what I understand, this is only pushing out that that level of graphics. Now, if you've got a small TV or a monitor, I'm going to be honest with you. For those that tell me I'm wrong, go see your eye doctor on that small screen. You really can't. Your eyes like actually cannot tell the difference. So... It's fine when you start trying to blast it to your big screen TV, you're going to notice that it's only 720. But with that being said, this has your entire Steam library. This isn't a closed off system like Nintendo. You don't just have a Nintendo store. You can wipe the memory on this thing. This is the developers telling you. This isn't people modding that know how to do all the technical things. You can literally erase the Steam store and you can download Microsoft Windows and use it like a little mini computer. Uh... You can uh, hook a keyboard and mouse up to it if you want. Uh, all, all these different things. So with that being said, not only do you have your Steam library, all these games. We just talked about Game Pass and Game Pass going mobile. Now the thing about Game Pass being mobile and in the cloud gaming is you're playing off your internet connection or your data. And a lot of times you're going to get a lot of latency. Well, now all of a sudden Microsoft has this magical device that someone else is making that game pass can go on there and guess what you don't have to play from the cloud now you can download your game pass games on that system and you're going to be able to play so your library has just gotten bigger your steam library is huge now to me not just some of the high-end games on steam but what's interesting to me for the steam deck the most is i said the nintendo switch is is used by someone like me to play indie games you know what never goes on sale on the Nintendo Switch? An indie game. They're all 20 to $30. You know what goes on sale on the Steam Store almost daily? Hundreds of indie games that drop from $15, $20 down to $1 to $5. It's incredible. So now all of a sudden, everything I use is, is that I would use it for for travel is coming to me and I can get games cheaper. The only thing this thing can't do that a Switch can do is play Nintendo exclusives. So, I don't know if they're gonna if they're pulling it off. I mean, they're not even this this thing is so powerful, Jay and Jordan. They're not even comparing it to the Nintendo Switch Digital Foundry, which for people listening, Digital Foundry. If you ever go to digital digitalfoundry.com, they do a lot of stuff with gaming and movies and TV shows, and they just go over specs. They're all about the specs, frame rate and visuals, and and they do this with everything. They're comparing it to the lower end Microsoft Xbox Series S, which is considered the entry level to next gen gaming. They're not even comparing this thing to the other handheld, what's considered their competition. They're comparing it to a box that's, you know, a little bit bigger than a shoebox. Microsoft was able to get this thing down pretty small, but that's what they're comparing it to. And to me, that's a huge win for Valve. It's a huge win for gamers in general. 
Uh, the the price point I think is about a hundred dollars more than the, the Nintendo Switch for the entry level, and of course it goes up depending on the storage level that you want. So it, it just kind of depends. Do you want to be the person that downloads fifteen games to your Steam Deck, or do you want to be the person that has to delete and re-download every time you play a new game? So just kind of getting the the entry out there. Um, before we go over to Jordan, because Jordan's more in the PC side of things now, she's PlayStation. Jay, your console, you've got the kids, right? And I know you, you have the Nintendo Switch. Does something like the Steam Deck that's going to... We talk about this all the time with, with you know, the kids playing games to talk about what else can they do while they're playing the game? What else can they get into? The, the modding, you're going to be able to mod, do mods on this thing, like... Does something like the Steam Deck interest you as a parent for your kids because of the more things that they can do? Or is this kind of turn you off? It just seems like a cheap scam moneymaker. What's your thoughts? No, this is daddy's handheld. This isn't for the kids. The kids can keep their Nintendo. It's nice and locked down. I mean, you can always make the argument going back and forth. It's the same thing with an iPhone iPhone, the iStore or App Store, whatever, is very locked down. It's very safe. Like there's no, um, there's no uh, gray area in which to go. It's the same thing with the uh, with the Switch and everything, um, dude. I'm probably gonna get this over an Xbox. Um, you know, just because of the portability and everything that goes along with it, I might keep the PlayStation console because as as I've said numerous times. Until that thing starts to sound like it's a helicopter taking off, I'm keeping. <laughs> but, but you have made a good point about. I mean, you're comparing it to the low end entry Xbox. I can't take that with me on a road trip. I mean, I can. It's a big pain in the butt. But now I don't have to worry about it because really, a lot of what I think that they're able to save on is. If I'm going to be playing my Steam games, I'm going to be playing them on my laptop, which can throw it to my TV in 4K. I'm home. I don't care what it pushes out to a TV. However, I do care what games I can take with me. I love the fact that they're doing anti-glare glass. That is massive as well. I don't know. I don't know why this hasn't become industry standard for more. But man. I might not be getting the Xbox. I might just be getting this in a in a uh, in a Game Pass and just moving on. Yeah, I can see that. And and like we said, you can you can port this to your monitor, your TV, and play it like a, a mini PC. And then take your PlayStation controller, your Xbox controller, and just Bluetooth it right to it and, and play games right off your monitor. Whether and and you know for any parents that are listening, I know a lot of kids play whether it's. Uh, a Game Pass game, something like Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. You've got Roblox is a free-to-play game, which is huge for the kids. Just for any parent that's listening, to all the kinds of interested, but my, my kid plays Roblox on the... That's a free-to-play game, fully wide open on the PC side of things. That's yeah. on something like this uh, as well. So it definitely has a lot of, lot of pluses and minuses. I would assume no one's really talked about this, but with it being an open system, I would assume you could even watch your digital movies off of it. If you could, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you can well, download windows, you would have the windows movie player. So, yeah. so yeah, you would have anything that you, that you could have access to with a browser. As long as you've got an internet connection, you should be able to do it. And it's got enough storage space. Like I download Netflix movies to my phone all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, you could download a ton of stuff. I mean, that's a lot of damn storage space for a small handheld device. If you start talking about the, uh, 
you know, the big one. How much did you say it was? Five, uh, it goes gigs? Uh, to 512 gigabytes for the high-end one. Now, they, they do say that even though the 64 gigabyte, that's, that's, the, that's the low-level price one, there is an SD slot. So the storage space Get the is, hell out of here. The storage space is SSD, awesome. but you can use the SD card slot to put any any normal hard drives. You could put a, if you could find a small card, an SD card of a terabyte or whatever, you could drop that right in and you have extra storage space already. They're trying to make this as user-friendly as possible. Uh, there's a, there was a lot of confusion now the controller side of it on the outsides like the Nintendo Switch, they're like an Xbox controller. They're they're offset sticks. Now this is sticks that are side by side kind of like a PlayStation controller but right underneath them they've got these trackpads similar to the old Steam and the other thing that's interesting I'm going to kind of describe this on on video stream right now but for those listening when you when you play a game and this couldn't be further from the truth when you're playing like a racing game Jay how many Jay or Jordan you play some sort of racing game how many times have you leaned your entire body why and with your controller and all this <laughs> This thing has the gyroscope in it, so when if you're doing a racing game or something and you want that extra little, if you turn, if your thumbs are on this, like, they know where your thumbs are, and you turn it, the moving the system in your hand can help turn a car or turn your, your whether you're doing a first-person shooter or something, it does more turn for you. Uh, the the just the the specs and everything again like i said if you're more interested in that i definitely would say look up uh, digital foundry or just the ign articles ign.com did a huge rundown they actually got to go and play it they talk about games you know uh they use some high-end games they they played the star wars jedi fallen order which is super high-end uh wow. you know something like that would i i don't even think you can play that on the switch like it wouldn't run it so and this is running it. They said it looked great. They said it was didn't feel janky or broken. And uh, I mean, some people like the Witcher, the Witcher game, the Witcher three. That's on Nintendo Switch. Anyone that knows what the Witcher three is will tell you right away. Do not play it on the Nintendo Switch if it's something that you want to play for the first time. It is janky. It cuts in and out. The frame rates are gone. They're not having these issues already, and this thing isn't even released yet. So I think it's a huge win for them, and and I do think. Some, I'm not going to say Nintendo has to worry because I don't think Nintendo ever has to worry. They've got this system and they've got these exclusives that are just, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings on, on Xbox or Sony, but everyone talks about this console war between Microsoft and Sony constantly. They're not even in the same ballpark as Nintendo. No, not at all. Ever. Everyone forgets the, everyone forgets player three when they start talking like console sales. Um, you know, but James, oh, okay, and Jordan too. Like, if I was, to I know tell you, I, like, I've been gone so long, I'm kind of like forgotten. You guys see this? <laughs> it's James, James. Oh, and Jordan, she's here. Wait, 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 wait. No. But if James, I was to tell you, like, look, two and a half months ago, uh, or three months ago, before this announcement, I'd be like, hey, you know what we should do? We should get a handheld controller that's basically like like a Switch, except. It can play Steam games. You can download Microsoft Windows to it. It also has more than enough memory. It's got anti-glare glass. It's got you know gyroscopic controllers to it and blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, oh, man, it'd be really cool. Maybe they'll come up with something like that in the next few years. Yeah, it's true. All right, so we're, we're, we're going to shut up, Jay, and give Jordan her space. Jordan, going from console, you told us before when we started this podcast, you've switched over. You do a lot of PC gaming. You're huge with Valorant. 
And knowing that this Steam Deck, I know you're big with the mouse and keyboard, especially a game like Valorant. Like, you can't, you know, they don't have controller support for that. Knowing that you can take this little Steam Deck and hook up a, a mouse and keyboard to it, even if you go on the go, does something like this appeal to you? Does it make you excited as a PC gamer to jump uh, into a more mainstream market? Hell yes. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Duh. <laughs> this is like, I think this is going to dominate the industry. Honestly, I feel bad that PSP, I feel like PSP was so ahead of its time. Obviously, like, they didn't have the technology that we have now. But for real, like, I think that it was so ahead of its time. It's so sad that it didn't take off more. Because imagine if they did, then the newer versions would probably be like the Switch and all this stuff, you know? But anyways, um, duh. I mean, if, if you're not buying this and, you know, you're into video games and stuff, like, I don't, I don't really know what you're doing. I think this is where the future is going, for sure. Now, Jay, you're a little bit more on the tech side of things. Um, Jordan's super excited about it. I'll, I will probably end up with one myself. But you mentioned the the glass. I would say one of the only reasons to get the higher-end one is... Now, the storage unit... So, just so you know, it's a 64-gigabyte EMMC NAND so apparently like the loading of your games and stuff on the, on the lower end one is slower. So for Jordan and Jay, you guys, you know how that goes with some of the stuff. Now the 256 and the 512 are both the NVMe, which is very similar to most PCs. It's a solid state drive. So that the loading is faster. And even on the 512, they're saying the loading is even faster, but the price jump is significant. Jay, how important is something like the, and I I've read that the etched glass, is way better than just your standard, you know, anti-glare glass. Is it is something like that really worth the big price jump, knowing that you can add extra storage yourself? Well, I mean, it it it, it really depends on what you're using it for. If you're using it just to just sit around the house because you don't want to have a computer set up, then you know maybe not. But like I travel all the time, planes, cars, hotel rooms all the time. I'm outside. Um, everything like that, like anti-glare glass for me is huge because there's, for me, there's nothing worse than like trying to do something and then having to like slowly rotate around or like try to find another place or, um, you know, the light being too bright and it washing everything out that I'm trying to look at. Um, I mean, even if you're using this, like, even if you want to transition into PC gaming and you can't afford a PC, I'm sure this is going to be cheaper than trying to build your that, own PC or even I, some gaming laptops. Jordan, so. I, I, I think that's something I want you to, to go in a little bit more for you're, you're jumping into a subject real quick here that, that I think that a lot of people listening that don't know that their kids may just have a switch or just have a console. And they've said, you know, how many kids have said, I really want a PC gaming. I really want a PC gaming. And a parent walks into a, you know, a micro center or Best Buy and they're like $1,600 to have like a basic yeah. gaming like that freaks people Minimum, out. Yeah. but we're talking if your kid just wants to see if they like so here's the price differences so you so you know jordan 399 for the for the 64 gigabyte 529 for the middle one 649 for the top one so jordan what you're saying is for 399 if your kid says they're interested in pc gaming you grab them a mouse and keyboard, a controller, you get them this, and they're off and running. And you'll find out, do you think that that is, do you think this thing has a has a life in it that's beyond just the portable side of thing that does introduce a whole new generation of people to PC gaming on the cheaper way? 
100%. I think, I mean, obviously I want to wait for reviews and things like that, but I think 100%. I think even if you have the capability to go to the higher end and you want to treat yourself, your family, your kids and stuff like that, getting like a monitor to go with it and stuff like that. I mean, so much cheaper. Mine, uh, my gaming laptop, it's pretty good. I got it on Black Friday, so it was a deal, but I still ended up paying like 1400 for it. And that's just like a gaming laptop. That is not a PC, you know? So people always make fun of me for gaming on it. It, it is a good system, mm. but I mean, personally, I, and, I I would go for the higher end one. You know? And maybe this is just me kind of, you know, ho- hopes and dreams here, but you could really almost, if you have a, a, a kid that wants to do, um, you know, PC gaming, Plus, you're sitting there like, man, I got to get him this, plus a Chromebook for school and everything else. If this really does have the ability to run Windows cleanly, you could do exactly what Jordan does. Get a secondary monitor, a laptop, and think, guess what? You now don't have to buy a laptop because it really is rolling everything all into one, especially with the extended storage with them. I'm assuming it's a micro SD card or is it just an SD card? Um... Either way, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know the, I, mean, I don't know the <laughs> specs right offhand, but it's it's like I said, it's a, it's a lot. It's a deep dive into this. So, I but mean, either it, way, that's still drop and go. I mean, you can just drop whatever information you need into this thing and just roll. And so, man, this is this is really. I mean, this is. And I know James, is, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And then, like, the more and more like we talk about it and kind of work through it, like. This is kind of a laptop replacement. If if it's something where, you know, your main driver isn't the graphics, because I know you're saying that, you know, if you throw it up on your TV, you're going to get some of that um, distortion and stuff. I mean, this is this is big time. This is massive. This could replace a Chromebook or a, or an entry level laptop. Yeah, I, I mean, even even if you if you don't wipe it, don't do the Windows thing. You keep it on the Steam Store. They've redesigned their Steam Store to be very user-friendly uh people at ign said i I watched a lot of their videos they they deep dive into that so to jordan's point i think being an entry level to to pc gaming uh i think it's a win-win for them i don't i don't see how it's a loss i did read or i did see in one of the interviews the developer point blank said on the price they are taking a major loss on the price uh but they said they just i mean valve is definitely a company like microsoft that can take big hits on hardware and get it out there. They, they want to get this thing into, in, into people's hands and they, they want to get it out there. And all major manufacturers take a hit on the manufacturing. They're either operated a net zero or they're taking a hit just to kind of subsidize that unit getting out. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good aggressive strategy. I mean, this is, I mean, cause you think about the level of technology and everything that's going into this. I mean, because this is a massive jump. Like there's there this isn't like version 2 of something else or anything. Um, you know, because I really don't think you can compare Switch and this particular de- you know, Steam Deck. They they they're not really the same thing. The concept of a handheld device is the same, but damn, that's a big technology jump. Yeah, Jordan, when you heard about this thing, were you just were you kind of blown away? Did you think it was something not a not obtainable for the PC side, something that we're going to do? Were you just immediately excited? Were you skeptical? What was your first kind of thoughts? I was excited. I was kind of surprised that they hadn't done something like this sooner. But my thing is sometimes the longer it takes for them to develop something like this, the better it's going to be. So I really hope that they've just been putting in the time and the effort to make it, you know, 
as seamless as possible. And, and like you guys said, if, if you are able to use your browser and stuff, because like I said, I mean, this could dominate the industry. Like I, I don't see people investing so much, at least at the start, like for their kids buying PCs anymore. If this ends up being, you know, all it's cracked up to be, I think that this is going to be the entry level. And then it's only if you stream or other things that you end up upgrading to, to PC. And as my, uh, you know, be able to fix the GPU uh, issues that everyone's been having, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I know, I know it only kicks out 720 to 800p gaming, but again, on the portable side of things, it's going to look amazing. Your eyes physically cannot tell the difference on a screen that small. They they say it all the time. It's got to be a big screen. And again, to Jay's point, just because it's not 4K looking beauty on your big 50 inch television or whatever you want to play it on first of all if you're trying to do anything competitive you should definitely not play on a big tv <laughs> jordan will tell you that jay will tell you that i'll tell you that when i went from a tv to playing call of duty on a monitor even it it's the the advantage is is unreal but it's gonna run smooth and that to me is the most important thing it might not be 4k do you want 4k 30 you know 30 frames per second or you want 720 to 120 frames per second you know what i mean like it it is it's gonna run super smooth it's definitely one of those pieces of hardware with the switch being out there and being successful and being closed off i don't think valve puts this out there if they think it's gonna fail they put out probably the best the best uh vr headset yes it's super expensive the the valve index or whatever with the the fingers moving and all that and then they made the best vr game with the not Half-Life 3. Speaking of Half-Life, now that they're putting this out there, bringing PC gaming to the masses, Jordan, I don't know with you being younger if you understand the saga behind the Half-Life series. Mm-mm. But Jay... By the way, by the way, guys, we missed the hydrate. Y'all better hydrate. <laughs> we definitely need to... I need some water. But Jay, before I drink, I'm going to let you answer this since Jordan doesn't know. With them putting out this stupid hardware and getting more people involved in PC gaming and Valve in general... Will they finally make the stupid game Half-Life 3? Can they just give the people what they want? Damn it. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I poop on Xbox on a semi-regular basis. We all still wanted Halo. We got another damn Halo. <laughs> like, can we, like, Resident Evil, how many, Resident e- how, many, how many times did they rehash Resident Evil? Like, give the people what they want, stop beating around the bush, and just do the damn thing. Yeah, Jordan, uh, if you ever get a chance, you should definitely, as a PC gamer now, you should definitely go back and try to play the Half-Life series. But Half-Life 2 is one of those games that ends on a huge cliffhanger in the story that has never okay. been resolved. Oh. Ever. And it's like this great, like, it like, I would say it kind of leads into the way Mass Effect tells stories and things like that. Like, it set the groundwork for for story-driven games like that and to just leave on this huge cliffhanger and then of course like that like i said they made the vr game which was a prequel half-life alex uh they've done all these little things around half-life instead of just making the sequel to it i mean the problem i i do see from the developer side it's like anything right the it has gone on so long they almost can't get it they will not it will not It'll ne- they'll never it'll, the game will never live up to the hype that's the problem like no matter what that yeah no matter what that that follow-up to that cliffhanger is they're doomed they're just absolutely doomed the, the whole world's gonna gonna kill them 
Uh, Jay, I did look this up. It does say a micro SD slot is what they use. And I do have someone, Todd L in chat says, hope it can run 5M. I'm glad you have the same look because I'm not sure, Jordan. Do you know what 5M is? Yep. No. Yep. So, yes. uh, Todd, if you're still yeah. in the chat and you want to... You wanna... Clarify, you got two old people in here, and Jordan. Jordan was our only hope to uh, you know what to fill that gap. I'd you know like what? The, the power taken... of Google is amazing. You know, <laughs> Jordan. Jordan is. I'd our, like to uh... point out too, it's taken. Key, I'm glad that some... for someone to finally stump us. Yeah, it's true. Key, even Kia Kane jumps in and says, "What is five M?" I'm Kia. Listen, <laughs> you could have saved the podcast if you would have asked that question before we made fools of ourselves. Oh, okay. So uh, Todd says it's a GTA role player role play server. It's a mod for GTA. Uh, I Todd, literally just looked okay, gotcha. it up as he said that. That's Todd, from from watching the IGN videos uh, and the interviews with the developers at Valve, they said it will run mods. So I yeah, but what I I mean, I guess if I don't know what it takes to run that mod for GTA, but if it meets all the specs. I mean, I'll read them off for you real quick, Todd, if you want to know. It's got uh, AMD Zen 2, 4 cores, 8 threads, uh, 2.4 gigahertz to 3.5 gigahertz is the CPU frequency. The GPU architecture is an RDNA 2. The GPU frequency is 1.0 gigahertz to 1.6. The teraflops is 1 to 1.6 teraflops. Uh, the memory is a 16 gigabyte LPDDR5. The storage we talked about: the 64 gig, the 256, the 512. Steam operating system and a 20 watt uh, is included for the the max power. Uh, so I guess if that mod can be run on those specs, I I don't see why it wouldn't uh, be able to run it. I mean, they've said it's not a closed off thing. You can it's. Now it does run. It's Linux based, but it's their own system. It says Valve Solutions, a beefed up version of Proton, a collection of technologies including uh, WINE and DXVK that reinterpret Windows code to run on Linux. Uh, yeah, if it's if it's running on 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 that, you're going to see all kinds of Linux, really creative, really creative people like get involved because that's all o- open source code. This thing's this thing could be launching missiles and you know running uh, Bitcoin farms and everything else when it finally gets into people's hands. I mean that's that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, like I said to answer Todd's question, they they were pretty open saying it can. It's a, it is a PC. They they said numerous times. Anytime a question came up, that they just sounded they they would always answer it with, "If you can do it on a PC, you can technically do it on here." Uh, so like I said, you can wipe everything completely clean and download windows on it if you want, and then launch everything from windows. If that's what you want to do. And that's not, you know, some modder saying, oh, we got this in our hands and we were able to back, you know, people take the phones (laughs) and people have videos on YouTube, how they take an iPhone and put the Sam, you know, the Android store on there instead of it being Apple. Basically it's a Samsung product now, even though it's an iPhone and there is no, it's just, you go in, you clean the OS, and you download whatever you want on it. Uh, so, but they, does that mean not... you have to clean it out to download whatever? It, like you can't use it for both? Is that what they're trying to say when they? Well, my guess way? would be, my guess would be is is you wouldn't be able to have their Steam store 
for the memory that it you would could, take up. You you can't have two operating systems on it. So the Windows or Linux um, would be the the two operating systems for it, and that's usually what um, you know. You've either got a window based computer, you've got Mac, or you've got um, the other one. So uh, it, it's really it's just because you can't run two operating systems at the same time. If I'm understanding it correctly, yeah, that that seems how they how they answer it. Like I said, anyone who wants to know. A little bit more into it, like I said, I highly, highly, highly recommend jumping into the IGN first videos. They hands-on, tons of interviews with the developers of the system, and, and they were showing gameplay right there. And like I said, showing uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order alone, that game is super demanding, and it was running it perfectly fine. Um, so hope everyone got a little bit out of that. I, I know some people were asking about it, and, and I, I just want people to be excited in the industry, and I want... Like I said, I, I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind. Jordan, I think, makes the greatest point tonight with for parents that are listening. If you have kids constantly asking about getting into PC gaming, PC gaming to do it properly and for their system to their computer to run properly and you not to have to, like, take it to the geek squad every week because something's not working. This is going to be so much more user friendly for them, but it is PC gaming. You can, it'll be super easy. Someone at Best Buy will probably be able to help you explain how you take a dongle and, and dock. Now, I will say, Valve, th there is going to be a dock. Like the Nintendo Switch can go into that dock that goes to your TV. There will be a dock, but it isn't out yet, and they don't have a price for it yet, and it is sold separately. I have a feeling if them saying that you're probably looking at a hundred to anywhere from one hundred to three hundred dollar price range. I'm guessing worth it. Yeah, that would be worth it. But it is super easy just to get a a USB C dongle. They they point blank said you don't need that dock. You can just USB C dongle into it and get your HDMI connections off that. They said it's super plug and play. I, like I said, I, I think Jordan is is the winner tonight on on what this thing should be used for, and I think entry level into PC gaming at a lower cost, just the three ninety nine. Get a micro SD card if you just if you just don't have the money to drop, but your kids are adamant and they want this. I think this is a great way to introduce them to see if they like it, and if as they grow, I I have I can as a, for you parents out there that don't know a lot about gaming, I know some of the parents that do listen do know they have kids that build their own PC. I promise you, if your kid likes PC gaming, they're probably going to want to save their allowance and their money, and they're probably going to build their own PC anyways. So, yeah. but this is such a cheaper way for them to to get in to the system, play the games that they want to play with their friends, have all the different ways to play. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg on top of it. I mean, it's cheaper than an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5, believe it or not, if you want the entry level. And has a way much larger library of games. Uh, so with that being said, I don't want this to go on too long. I do want to make an announcement I haven't heard. I Let me double check just in case she responded. But a couple of episodes ago... We did an episode from Sheila Hageman about her article about getting kids back outside who have been stuck in too much screen time. They've been stuck inside. How do you get your kids wanting to be active again? She reached out to us, listened to our podcast, watched the video form. It's on YouTube under Last Choice Network. If anyone wants to look up all of our episodes or on any podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to, uh, Stitcher, all, all the different ones. 
she loved the episode, said she'd be willing to come on and, and speak with us. So I'm going to do my best to have Sheila on as a guest next week. We're going to do kind of a follow-up episode to that. So for those uh, that just have questions or even some of the things that uh, Melena was talking about last week, these Sheila would be a great source to to follow up on some of these things. You know, what are some uh, key ways to get my kids interested to go back outside? Is it a problem if they did find maybe maybe they weren't gamers before maybe they're big gamers now and they built this community of friends and you know is that harming to them if if you want uh more of a um professional opinion versus just us uh we're hope hopefully we'll we'll have her on so before we say uh goodbye i want to go around the room real quick uh jay we didn't get a chance before the show but uh the idaho horseman what's going on with your team i saw i think high school football starting soon Yeah, uh, let's talk high school football. It didn't go well for me uh, for us yesterday. Uh, we actually dropped our second game, so we're still kind of in the driver's seat. But um, in order for us to be able to host home-and-home uh, home, uh, playoff games, we have to win the last two. Um, and then you're right, high school football starting up. Uh, we have, we're in the middle of a no-contact period until August 9th. And then after that, I will be coaching football from approximately 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 9.30 at night between the two teams for the first uh, – until September. So it'll be fun. Lots of football in my future. Nice. Now, Jordan, what about you? You finally made the move. You're, you're got this setup, this amazing setup. I see you there that uh, Jake. Love your background, by the way. Yeah. Your background's amazing. So what are you playing? Are you still on the Valorant kick? What's going on? Where can people find you? I know you're trying to make the big push back into streaming full time. Now that you've gotten a little bit settled. Well, where can uh, everyone find you at? Yes, I'm Alexis Jordan 98 on both TikTok and Twitch. Uh, those are my main social media accounts if you want to check me out. Um, yeah, I'm going to be streaming full time, so it's going to be anywhere from four to six days a week. Um, you can catch me watching Valorant mostly. Um, I have jumped a little bit back into Dead by Daylight. I don't play it too, too often, but um, I am going to try out different first person shooters depending on what my viewers like. Um, we have some so oh god i'm scared for warzone but maybe maybe well sorry so for me uh, for me like i said i I am pretty soon probably gonna uh unfortunately leave the twitch platform behind completely switch everything over to youtube so youtube last choice network i hope you guys will come and at least join us for the podcast that we're going to continue to be doing um just with all of our content over there, with what we want to do with the Last Choice Network channel, it's just kind of, I'm not going to lie, it's just a little bit easier for me to just have one. We are three people. We all have other lives and other jobs and things that we do. And it's really hard to keep up with kind of just a lot of times myself doing it. Um, so we do have uh, some Let's Play going up with, uh, like I said, me and Master of Shadows from A Way Out. And we've got uh, different shorts, some some Warzone clips. You'll see me streaming Warzone and uh, me, Jay, and Wright constantly doing nothing but screaming at each other. But lately, and this could be the this could be the, the we might bridge the gap here, Jordan, where you we might oh, yeah. start playing together. A brand new game that had been out. I think it's been out on PC for a while, but we just got it to console. Um, I am playing on my PC now because I can use controller. But uh, we noticed it because it showed up on the Xbox Store. It's called Splitgate. And I'm not joking, it's literally, if you like the game Portal, and you like the game Halo, if those two had a baby, that's what this game is. 
It is literally Halo plus portal equals split gate. You make little portals that you can jump through and shoot people. The guns, I kid you not, they're literally an assault rifle, a battle rifle, the pistol, the sniper rifle. They all look like Halo weapons. Your character looks like a Master Chief. Like, it's crazy. But it, the you get gun, the sword? Uh, no, they have a BFB, which is a baseball bat that looks like something Negan was using from The Walking Dead. Uh, it is. It, it's it, free in the beta. It is. On it is a free to play game. It is a. I'm not joking. This is a four person development team. They did not think their game was going to be this popular. The game has become so popular that they actually had to shut down their servers because their servers only held sixty five thousand concurrent people. That's how small this team is. They're already trying to hire to keep up the demands. The game, the gunplay runs super smooth. It's incredible how smooth the gunplay is i i'm blown away at how smooth just the game in general runs if you haven't tried it like jordan said it, it's a free-to-play game guys show these guys some love try out their game if you don't like it it's okay move on go back to playing league of legends or dead by daylight or whatever war dumb lame games you're playing um <laughs> valorant wow um, wow oh my god ignore this man <laughs> Uh, but it is a lot of fun. So uh, you can see me streaming that this week. I will probably stream some tonight after this episode. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for coming out. We love having you. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. Hopefully we'll have Sheila on. Have a good night, guys. Bye. <laughs>